So the other day after work, I was heading home and um, went up the hill, and it was like eight degrees. And I put my keys in the car, and the engine light went on, the little red engine light and the dash. The top was on. <laughs> it's very cold. So the light went on, and I had this moment of, you know, is this, a, is this one of those real red lights where you shouldn't drive because your engine could seize? Or is this one of those fake red lights where, you know, you need to get ma scheduled maintenance? Or, you know, there's a, there's a wire or a bell or a whistle loose somewhere. So I really didn't know, is this like a stop, don't go any further? Or is this a green, you know, go ahead and just like whatever. So I chose yellow. I chose proceed with caution. And I drove home, turned off the radio, and I drove home really slowly. And I, <laughs> ready for anything. And I listened for the engine, and nothing was really standing out. So when I pulled in the driveway, I, I opened the glove compartment and got out the manual. And I checked out, what's this engine light mean? And it basically was inconclusive. It said, you know, that could mean something really bad. Like you, your car could break, and you could die. Or it could mean like nothing, there could be a bell or a whistle or something, in which case, you know, but good luck with that. That's like what the manual said. So I was thinking, well, isn't this just like living a human life, you know? <laughs> There's no owner's manual for living a human life. And so, um, there's, there's so many unknowns, and if you, there's so many unknowns. I mean, think about it. Think about how many unknowns there are. Freaky, right? And if there are knowns, if we do know something, it moves on us, and now it's in the unknown category again. So, and what do we know about our society and our relationship to the unknown? We kind of suck at it, right? We do. We totally suck at it. So who are we without our knowing? That is where I love to play, and that is often why I get hired, because I get, I get excited about those moments of sniffing around, and women in particular get super resourceful in those moments when they're not knowing. So many people have already referenced it tonight. When, they, when knowing isn't working for them, women start to get busy and sort of go inside. So that's what I get excited about. And if in many regards, I'm sort of a professional noticer. People hire me to notice shit and make shit, <laughs> as we've established. And for in my own personal life, uh, noticing for me is never more present and rich than when I'm traveling. Traveling for me is everything because I, when I land in a, in a foreign land or a place I've never been, I don't care if it's the biggest ball of twine in Kansas, I'm taking it all in and I'm, I'm noticing, my horizon has come in and I'm noticing all these things. And so we went on a trip to London recently. It was my 50th birthday present to my family. And I had been to London when I was 19, so long ago. But my sons had never been to Europe before. This was their first trip. And my husband had never been to London before. So my intention for this trip, because doesn't everybody have an intention for trips? So my intention for this trip was to notice my family noticing London. And I wanted to notice how London was introducing herself to my family. So I, I carried um, a notebook in my bag with a pen, because you know I write shit down <laughs> constantly. <laughs> and I would notice little things, obvious things, like the sign that says, look right before you get off the curb, because you, know, you get pasted otherwise. 
mind the curve, mind the gap too, right? So, so all these little things and the kids were getting into it and they were noticing things and we were collecting things. And little things like um, uh, the Brits don't, when you go in a crosswalk and you're walking across the street, they, they keep their hands on the wheel and they just wait to see what you're going to do. And, in, and I realized in America, like, we, we have all these little waves, like the, the thank you wave and the can I go wave and then the stop wave and then the oh, I'm so sorry wave, you know. There's a million of them, but they just have the hands on the wheels. And I was like, where's all the waving? And I'm like, doing all the waving, like, thank you, can I go? Oops, sorry, you know, like. <laughs> and I just felt like, wow, my gesticulation, I'm going off the rails, you know, in London. It was crazy. What's she, an American? Right. Of course I was an American. So, um, so much for my, like, Canada t-shirt, like, trying to hide like a Canadian. So I get home from this trip, and I go back to my native soil, where my feet know how to walk, and I walk the same way to work every day, and I walk home, and I live in the same four walls, and I go to the office with the same four things. And I sort of go into the stupor again, and I... And I tried to keep a noticing notebook. So many of you might have seen that on Instagram. It was like two days long before I gave it up. And I just didn't sustain it because I literally wasn't noticing anything anymore. And it was kind of like, you know, those moments where you drive in the car and you get to where you're going and then you're like, how did I get here? Like, I don't even remember that trip. And then should I have been driving a motor vehicle when I like, I wasn't like, who did that trip? And you have this moment of feeling like really, Irresponsible. But when we get those, those moments, those red lights go on in our dash, if we're not present to things, we're going to reach, uh, Louisa mentioned this so beautifully, we're going to reach for the, the answers. We're going to reach for the, the manual in the glove compartment. We're going to reach for the answer as if there is an answer. And there's a great movie. One of my favorite movies is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. So good. So good. So you know the premise. They're like looking for the Holy Grail. So they get to the end of the movie, uh, the end of the, the quest, their quest, and they get to this um, chasm, and the Holy Grail is like projected up in the sky, and that's where it lives. And, but there's this big chasm in front of them, and there's this little rickety bridge with the ropes and the like slats, and there's a guy, an old white guy, surprise, old white guy, <laughs> guarding the gate, and he has three questions that you have to answer properly. And the first one is really easy because it's, what's the airspeed velocity of an African sparrow? So of course everybody knows that, so they get that right. But then the second question is, what's your favorite color? And the guy goes, blue, no green. And he gets projected off of the cliff into the chasm to his death, never to reach the Holy Grail. But it just, I love the illustration because there is no right answer. He was trying to give the right answer to the person who was guarding the, the entrance to the Holy Grail. But really, there is, there, there, there is if we think about our society and we have it, have it structured, I'm going to reference a lot of TED Talks over the next couple of days. I love TED, but there is no TED. There's no TED. It's an acronym. It's an acronym that we have created a collection of stuff. And the, the two women we scream at all the time, Alexa and Siri, asking them constantly our questions and answers for things in very like hyper-focused tones, like they can't move fast enough for us, that's artificial intelligence. So the holy grail is inside us. The holy grail is inside every single one of us. But so often we reach outside ourselves and we are our own holy grail. And this was really driven home for me recently at my birthday. One of my best friends came up from North Carolina and to be with me for this big, 
this big dance that I had. And she gave me this necklace that I love. And it hangs down right between my breasts. And it's a quote by Rumi that says, remember, the sanctuary that you're seeking lives within you. And I absolutely will always be grateful for that necklace. It is good. So please welcome and rise, if you will, to welcome our next speaker of the evening who is seeking time in her very own sanctuary. Please welcome to the stage the amazing Corinne Mokler.